0: Our scripture passage this morning is from the book of James and we're going to continue in our series in the book of James and we're going to finish up chapter 3 today and we're going to be looking at verses uh, 13 through 18. So read along with me as we uh, get into the word. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant, and so lie against the truth. This, was, this wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is for pure then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And may God add the blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. I've heard a saying, um, uh, my kids like to watch, watch a lot of animation movies. Um, and a lot of animation shows, and one of the shows I recall, where it says, I think it was one of the superhero shows, um, where it says, um, and the, the, the wise leader said, "Choose wisely." In other words, make a right decision. Um, we often want to be wise and display wisdom, don't we? We want to choose wisely. We want to make sure that we choose that which is going to be best, that which is going to be prudent, that which is going to be wise. And and we admire the wisdom in others and desire that for ourselves. And if we look, um, we'll see here this morning, as James is going to look at and address this topic of wisdom, it says what it is and what it isn't, and how we can show what it looks like in our lives. And so James is, is, is very practical, James is very... Um, matter of fact, this is the way it is, and this is how we do it, and this is what uh, God wants us to do. And so, there's it's a lot of uh, wisdom here, and it's just the short uh, five verses here. So let's go ahead and let's and let's read. Um, and let's see let's see what God has to say here. We're going to look at three points: the gentleness of wisdom, wisdom not from above, and the wisdom from above. Um, Here in this this particular passage, we're going to look at verse 13 and it's it's, it's the wisdom will be shown by his good behavior and his good deeds by those, um, what it does. So wisdom is not just having an intellect up here, but wisdom is having, uh, knowing what to do. Here's the definition of what wisdom here is uh, in this passage. Practical insight with spiritual implications. Essentially, a man's mind and thought. It's with a man's mind and thought. In other words, he knows how to practically um, have insight with his spiritual implications. In other words, carrying out those practical things that God shows us, the practical practical wisdom that God shows us, and actually carries it out. Because that's what the scripture is talking about here. Who among you is wise and understanding? So that's a rhetorical question, who among you is wise and understanding? So you ask yourself that question, are you wise and understanding? If you are, if you look at yourself as wise and understanding, James is addressing you. James is addressing you. If you are, and you consider yourself wise and understanding or you have some wisdom and understanding then you're going to listen to what he's going to say. You're going to hear what, he's going, what he has to offer us. Because what he has to offer can bring practical insight and spiritual application to our lives on a daily basis as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look in our world today, um, our world today is uh, has a lot of things going on that are not good. There's a lot of confusion going on out there. There's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of things where people don't know what to do or how to handle things or which direction to go. Um, how do I go? What do I do? What do I do? But our kids are in school. Um, and um, and we're, we're, we'll be going back to school in the fall. And it's some of you know, even the school districts are just still trying to figure out what exactly are we going to do? In other words, they're seeking practical insight into what to do, practical things on what to do and how to do it so they can make the best choices. But for us as believers, this not only applies for just the practical things in life, but for the spiritual application of things that God teaches us and the carrying out of those things in everyday things. So what if, so God's telling us, uh, showing us different things, how do we carry that out? How do we actually uh, see that manifested in our lives? So let's, and let's go on here. And it says, let him show it by his good behaviors and deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. Um, listen to this uh, definition of what is good here. and In this word here it says, and, uh, show by his good behavior. So, it says, having a perceived value, useful, excellent in its characteristics, therefore well adapted to its ends. In other words, the good behavior comes from a character that is manifest inside of us. It's good characteristics, excellent in its characteristics. In other words, it will be excellent in its character, in the person. And so, therefore, the character is excellent in the person, then they're going to carry out those good deeds, those good things, those wise deeds that James is talking about. The Lord, because if their character is good, then their character is excellent, then they're going to carry those things out. Um, and it says, therefore, it is well adapted to its end. In other words, it's if your character is good and you're looking to achieve something, you're looking to carry out something. There, it's going to be your character is going to carry you and your deeds and it's going to be well adapted to what you're trying to achieve so if you're trying to achieve something and you have good behavior in other words, the wise behavior that is manifested in the good character it's going to show in your deeds it's going to accomplish that which you wanted to accomplish in other words, it's well adapted to what you desire for. For it to do, in other words, it's it, it, you, you. You heard the saying, you know, a means to an end. Well, good behavior, I mean, wise behavior, which manifests in good char- from a good character, will will has a has, will accomplish the means to get to the end. We'll have will do the means to get to the end. The means is the good behavior, and the end is the result of what we want to accomplish. So whatever that is, and so. Wise behavior is in that we hear from God. We hear from God and we say, okay God, what are you saying? If we're wise, we're gonna hear what he says. If any among you, if any among you are wise, let him hear what God says. Because James is speaking, and God has spoken to us. Doesn't God speak to us? Doesn't God speak to us? He speaks to us all the time, folks, he does. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Whether it's in a storm, whether it's in that still small voice, like he did with um, with Elijah in the cave, if you read in in um, second, read in First Kings, and you see, okay, you have God, speak. I hear your voice. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. God, you show me. What, I'm asking you what to do, and um, you're, you're telling me. You're speaking to me. Okay, God. Okay, I hear what you're saying, and because you were Character is good on the inside because your character is excellent. In other words, the character that has been built by God inside of you, you're going to carry out those good behaviors, and therefore you're going to accomplish and you're going to find out and you're going to do those things which you desire to accomplish and you desire to do. And so that's really, really, really important to hear, is that we need to make sure that we hear what God is saying. Because that's where real wisdom comes from. And wisdom, what does the scripture say? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. So if we hear what God is saying, we hear clearly what he is speaking to us, based on the good character, the excellent character, we're going to carry out good behaviors, and therefore accomplish those things that we desire to accomplish, and have the wisdom that we desire to have in order to do what God wants us to do. Do you understand what what the Lord is saying here? And that's really, really, really important. For example, okay, God, um, I need wisdom to um, do this um, thing for work. I'm just going to use that as an example. I don't know how to do this, God. And then what God does is, is that he shows you Okay, God, this is how you do it. He gives you insight. And then, you care, and then what you do is you end up doing that. And you end up um, accomplishing that which you desire to accomplish. In other words, um, you say, oh God, I don't know how to do this. But then God speaks to you and says, okay, this is how you do it. And then you're able to get it done. And that's, able, and that's, God's, um, that's God's wisdom speaking to us. Another thing is is that God is, um, sometimes he's, wisdom will sp- say, okay, um, speak something to that person. Say something to that person. Say hi to that person. Reach out to that person. Do something for that person. That's wisdom. Wisdom will say, uh, say a kind word. Say, have a great day today. Uh, uh, um, the Holy Spirit will sometimes say, I want you to... Uh, Give something to that person, help that person out. Well, the Holy Spirit will say, um, uh, you know, uh, just go, uh, just uh, call someone, maybe someone you know that you haven't spoken with in a long time, and just talk to them. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's wisdom. And then, based on the character of your heart, the good character of your heart, you'll go ahead and do that, and you'll be following through on what God is telling you to do. That's wisdom. Well, let's go on here. What Wisdom is not. And this is really important. So we see, we have an idea of what wisdom is. Is Wisdom is acting on the things that God has shown us out of the good character of heart that we we have, that he's given us, Um, and it's good behavior. And so we see here, now we're going to look at those things which character isn't. And we see a lot of this. We see a lot of bad character, don't we, in the world? We see a lot of bad wisdom. People can have a lot of knowledge, but knowledge isn't wisdom, is it? You can be filled with knowledge. The devil is filled with knowledge, but it's not very wise. Well, he's wise in a bad way. But he's not wise in a good way. Well, let's go on here. It says, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant, and so lie against the truth. So, what is it? The wisdom that is not from above. The wisdom that is not from God. What does it lo- first look like? Bitter jealousy. Have we ever been jealous of someone else? Sure. Sure, we all have. I've been jealous of someone. I'm sure we have in our lives at some point or another. Someone has done better. Someone got a re- got a- an award um, over someone else um, that we we felt like we should have gotten and we get jealous. Or someone got a bigger house and we get jealous because we wanted that, We want their, their house is bigger than ours and so we get jealous of them. Um, or someone got an new car or someone got more things or someone accomplished something your, in your job. Someone got, um, someone got a position and uh, what you felt like you wanted to get and you were entitled to and so you get, what do you do? You end up getting jealous of them, don't you? Somebody, believers in the church, um, somebody they got a promotion or they got something happened in their life that was positive, and then you, and then we end up getting, and then I, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, we end up getting jealous of them because of what they have, or what they have accomplished, or what they have achieved. And so, it, what it, where does it come from? It says, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, in other words, it comes from your own motives. It comes from your own, remember we talked about that good character that, good, that character that's excellent um, uh, inside um, the and, the, and it accomplishes the, the wisdom, that accomplishes the means that God wants us to accomplish. Well, this is the exact opposite of that because it, it, it comes from a bad character. It comes from bad motives. It comes from uh, bitter jealousy. It comes from your own ambition, not God's ambition, but your own ambition. And that's where we need to check, if we have wisdom, we need to make sure that we check our motives for doing things. Is it coming from jealousy? Is it coming from envy? Could be, but we need to make sure that as we look at it, we look at our hearts, we need to say, God, search my heart. God, check my heart. That's why I always pray, say, God, purify my motives. Purify my heart, purify my mind, purify the things that I ask for. Now, there's a scripture where it's in Psalms where it says, Searching me O God and trying to see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. There's another scripture where it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock. Right. Those are from the book of Psalms. Uh, but the idea there is allowing God to purify our motives to purify. None of us are perfect, and, I, and, I, and the only one who's perfect with Jesus, and we won't be perfect until we go home to be with Him in heaven. But we can strive to allow God to purify our hearts while we're here on earth, and the way we do that is by asking Him to purify those motives that are within us. That saying, God, I, you know, am I Am I a- angry with this person because or jealous of this person or envious of this person because they got the promotion or they got a brand new house or they got a nice, newer car or they got those clothes or they got the, the bling or they got more money or they got whatever. Allow your heart, God to search your heart and God to purify your heart. And if there is, ask God, please forgive me and cleanse me and allow God to uh, purify your heart in those times. Let's go on here. Um, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. So if you have that bitterness, that jealousy that comes from selfish ambition, don't be arrogant and say, I got this, it's, I, I have it. We all know what arrogant means. The arrogance often shows itself in the way you look at others. It's like, I have it all together. I'm right and you're wrong. And you can't tell me otherwise. And so when Paul, I mean, what James is saying here, it says, don't be arrogant and so lie against the truth of God. And if you're arrogant and you're jealous and don't deny it. Allow God to deal with it. Arrogant says, no, there's nothing wrong with me. And you're in denial, aren't you? Rather than allowing God to say, OK, son, daughter, I see what's going on there. Allow me to cleanse and purify your heart. Check your motives. Could you imagine if everybody did that? Could you imagine if everybody did if every Christian did that, if every believer did that, that they asked God to purify their motives, they asked God to purify their hearts before they said something? Or if they had an attitude and they and they and they checked themselves and they, before, and there would be a lot less things being said that were hurtful. There'd be a lot less uh, problems In our churches, there'd be a lot less problems in our world, wouldn't there be? That people wouldn't be jealous and trying to backstab other people to get what they want because of selfish ambition. Right? But people would say, okay, no, this is not maybe what God wants. um, But God's going to show me what I want, what he wants for me. Or what he has for me. Because what God has for someone may not be what he has for you, but what he has for you may be better for you than it is for that person. We don't know. We don't know what God has for us. We don't know the best things. We do know is that, is that in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, What does God say? And this is for each one of us as individuals, as in people. For I know the plans I have for you, plans of prosper and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Right? So... If someone, God has a plan for someone else and they get a promotion or God allows them to get a house or God allows them to get a nicer car or whatever, material possessions, and you don't get it, don't develop an attitude of jealousy or anger and say, okay, God, check my heart and say, okay, God, um, you got something better. You got, you're gonna work this out. You're gonna do this. You're gonna take care of it. But don't be arrogant, folks. Don't be arrogant and deny it. If it's there, deal with it. But let's go on here. Um, this wisdom, verse 15, is not that which comes down from above, but it's earthly, natural, and demonic. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. It's natural. It doesn't come from God, but it's earthly. In other words, it's of this world. And we know this, uh, this world means natural, means earthly, natural means of this plane, not heavenly. It's not of God. You know, it, it, it looks, sometimes it may look and have the appearance of wisdom or, or being wise, but at the same time, it doesn't, it's really deep down inside, it is earthly. It's it's of this plane, it's of this world, and we know what this world is, don't we? We know what this earth is. We know what this natural realm is. It's fallen, isn't it? And when did it fall? When Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. And so, that kind of wisdom is, um, is of the fallen world, and it doesn't produce any kind of fruit, any kind of good fruit at all. If anything, it produces a fruit that's negative, that's, uh, that's um, and where it is. Um, it, 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 everything that's contrary, to, to what who God is and what God uh, stands for. So we need to be very careful with that um, and understand that you know, it may have an appearance of wisdom, may have an appearance of being wise. Ooh, that's so wise. But in reality it, of this earth, and it has no real lasting value in the eyes of God. Let's finish up. Let's look at verse 16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. Wow, look at that. So where there's selfish ambition, or jealousy and selfish ambition, what exists there? Can anything good come from that, from that? From jealousy and selfish ambition. Can anything good come from that? That's a rhetorical question for all of us. Can anything good come from that? Absolutely not. They cannot. They can't. But what happens is there, and when there there is jealousy and selfish ambition, what does it look like? It says there is disorder and every evil thing. What is God? I like. I love doing characteristics of God. Well, how was the universe created? Scripture says that God is a God God of order, not of what? Chaos. God, the universe, the the evolutionists say that the universe was created, the Big Bang Theory says that the universe was created from disorder. Uh, Order cannot come from chaos, right? Order cannot come from chaos. So what the what the what the scientists are saying is is that the universe came from disorder. Whereas a God cre- Whereas we know and we believe, according to His Word, that God's a God of order and He created the universe in order, down to the very last atoms and cells and every last. Billions upon trillions upon multiplied millions of things, even in our own body. And the atoms, the great detail, all was ordered by who? By God. So God is not a God of chaos, but a God of order. So, when there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there's disorder. In other words, there's chaos. Nothing good can come from it, folks. Nothing good can come from it. When there's wisdom from God, what is there? There's order, isn't there? Order the way God has, the way things should be, the way things God plans things, the way God wants things to be. Is when we settle on God's will, when we settle on God's heart, when we settle on being doing what God, God's wisdom and God's plan and God's purpose. What is going to happen? is that God is going to, um, he's going to order things the way they should be. They're going to be in order. But when we take our own plan, when we're jealous, when we have selfish ambitions, and we do our own thing, and we're arrogant, and we lie against the truth, then there's disorder and there's chaos in our lives. And in the world. And that's why there's so much chaos in the world, because people rebel against what? The order of God. You wonder why there's so much confusion in the world today. You wonder why there's so much anger in the world today. You wonder why there's so much jealousy and selfish ambition in the world today because people are rebelling against God and rebelling against God's order. But we as Christians um, and God's people need to ask God to help us to submit to His order, to submit our will to His To ask for his wisdom and have that, so we can put away the jealousy, we can put away the selfish ambition, we can put away our will, our purpose, and say, God, I just want yours. That's what real wisdom is, saying, I want what you want, God. That's real wisdom. And when there's real wisdom, what happens? There's order. There's order in our life. But let's go on here. And this is really important, listen to this, I'm going to read you this definition. and it says there is disorder. So, in other words, we see the first process where there's um, if there's the, the wisdom of God, where there's a, where the, the wisdom that doesn't come from above, but it's not of God. We see that there's disorder. But listen to this, and this is so important. It says um, it says the definition says the deliberate, and this is the word. This definition for evil. Listen to this definition for evil. It's the deliberate defiance of the moral law, in other words, God's law, for personal gain. That's really I, I I got more here, but it says, listen to that again. The deliberate defiance of the moral law for personal gain. It's not interested in what God wants, but it's interested in what they want. Without regard this without regard to the pain or suffering brought to others by it. In other words, you you Define the moral law of God for personal gain without regard to the pain or suffering brought to others by it. That's pretty deep, isn't it? That's pretty heavy. That's what happens when we choose our own will. That's what happens when we have the selfish ambition. That's what we happen when we choose uh, the wisdom that is not from above. But listen to what goes on here. Selfish greed often with malevolent and criminal intents is not content unless he is corrupting others as well. And it's use of the devil. That's use of the devil. So, the devil's not just satisfied with creating evil, but he's, he, and he, he's not content of um, just doing evil, but he's, he's content in, uh, as long as he corrupts others as well. In other words, his whole intent is not just to do evil, but his intent is to also corrupt others as well in that evil intent. In other words, to carry others into the evilness that is going on. And evilness is even a word. That's heavy, isn't it? So when we choose our own ambition, I know this is a strong word, but it's, very, it's really, really, really deep here. There's disorder and every evil thing. So, when we choose our own way and we have the selfish ambition and we have those um, evil intents in our hearts, we're not only just looking for our own gain so that we can get ahead, but deep down inside, it creates disorder and it creates every evil thing. In other words, every evil thing that causes um, that causes harm or. Um, is doing evil and corrupting others as well. And that's deep. And that's what we need to avoid. That's why it's so important. Because we think that our sin doesn't affect other people, it affects other people. It hurts other people. Did Adam and Eve's sin affect just them? No, it affected all mankind that followed from them, didn't it? That's called the fall. Our sin, no matter what it is, affects not only ourselves, but it affects other people as well. And that's why we need to ask God to help us, especially in this area for wisdom, and and, and having um, the good wisdom that comes from God, because if we have the good wisdom that comes from God, the good characteristics that come from God, then we're going to do those things which are good, that come from God, and there are going to be order that comes from that, and the evil will not be there. And because our, the, the, the orders that comes from there will be, we're going to look for the welfare of other people, rather than looking for the, um, the evil, uh, or the corruption for other people. And we say, we never do that. No, we all do. What does the scripture say? That the, the heart is deceitful above all things, and what? Desperately wicked. We're all stinking sinners, folks. None of us are good. There's none righteous. No, not one. Right? That's what the scripture says. We're all saved by what? By the grace of God. Except for the grace of God, there go I. So, none of us are good. None of us have all those evil intents, but we ask God, that's where we ask God to help us. When we sense those things going on in our hearts, asking God for that good heart, that good intent, that good wisdom to do that which God wants us to do so we can produce good fruit and that we can have the best idea and the best um, motives for those involved in our lives and we have the best effect. So when we do good, what's, what's going to happen? Just like evil, if we are sin, if we have sin and we and we. And we if we choose to do our sin and it affects other people just like when we choose to do good and have the wise wisdom it's going to affect others in what in a positive way in a godly way it's going to help other people so it has that cause or the cause that benefit that's going to help not only us but it's also going to help others in the process let's finish up here in verse the wisdom from above let's look at this verse 17 but the wisdom from above in other words the wisdom from God this is what it looks like is pure um, it's pure. It's um, it looks. It's listen to this definition. It says free from moral or spiritual defilement, pure internally as well as externally, unadulterated. And you know what adulterated means? That have no having no inside. I mean no uh, purity. It's like pure gold. Though so when they when when they heat up gold, they, they have a thing there called draws. And they what they do is with the draws that they. They skin the dross off, they, and they get all the impurities out until the end. What well, they ultimately have is pure gold. And that's what God is, the idea where where God is talking about. is He's talking about that, um, that purity of heart. In other words, the impurities that are in our heart, the impurities, the motives, the selfish ambitions, the jealousies, those things that are in our hearts are clean. So what we're going to do is, remember, char- you, know, you know about the character I was talking about in the beginning? a good character, the characteristics that are good, the wisdom that is good, um, uh, the good behavior. This is what it looks like. In other words, it comes from um, a purity of heart, like I was talking about. Allow God to search your heart, to purify your heart, to have that heart of gold. Ever hear a person say a heart of gold? That means that heart of gold, that gold meaning that it is free from impurities. And it it has God's heart and God's motives. And God's ideas in mind. It's peaceable. In other words, you're going to do things. Wisdom is going to act. Not only is it going to be pure, it's going to be pure motives. It's going to be peaceful. In other words, you're going to seek peace. You're going to do those things. You're not looking to be contentious. You know, you ever talk to a person that's always contentious? They're looking for a fight. They're looking to pick a fight. They're looking to uh, and it, to create confusion, to create um, angst and to create um, anger, rather than looking for ways to create peace. So real true wisdom will first will be pure, then it's going to be peaceable, in other words it's going to seek peace and bring peace together, rather than bringing, uh, ripping apart and bringing division. Gentle. Listen to this. This is, a, I love this definition, I love these, you know, as I was studying this, and I was looking at doing my you know, my, um, my, homework here, it says, it says justice, it, gentleness is justice, means something better than justice. He knows when not to, this is I'm talking about the individual who who is, is, who is gentle. He knows when not to apply the strict letter of the law. So he knows, wisdom is gonna say, He knows when not to apply the strict letter of the law. You ever come to a situation where you know you're right, and the person uh, that you're talking with or dealing with, you know that they did something that's not right? Now, you have a choice, like especially as parents, like being kids, you have a choice. Well, I I can lay down the law, or I can show them mercy. Right? Well, he knows how to apply the strict letter of the law or when to relax justice and introduce mercy. That's what gentleness is. That's pretty deep, isn't it? You could, you could lay down the law and say, this is the way it is, and this is the way it is, and this is the way it is. Jesus often did that, right? He could, have, he could have condemned every single one of us, but he acted what? In gentleness, didn't he? He did. And he showed mercy to us. We deserved sin, didn't he? We we, we deserved condemnation. But he showed us what? Gentleness. Rather than the strict letter of the law, he showed us what? Mercy. Relax justice and introduce mercy. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is saying, okay, in this moment, do I need to, or do I need to exhibit mercy? You still need to talk to people if they've done something wrong. But the reality is that wisdom will say, okay, God, what are you saying here? And then acting upon what God is saying. That's what gentleness is. And it goes on here and it says, um, reasonable. You ever met an unreasonable person that's just not willing to budge? They're not willing to listen? Sometimes we're that way. We get our own thought in our own mind and we become unreasonable. That's the opposite of what we think unreasonable is, is that we become reasonable. Real wisdom is say, yeah, okay, I see that. I understand that. And you're willing to work out, you're willing to compromise, you're willing to be, you're willing to exercise reason within that situation. You're not always contentious, and not always fighting against saying, no, 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 no. I've, got, I've been that way sometimes, but God has allowed me and God is helping me to be more reasonable. And we need to be as well. That's what real wisdom will look like. Okay, yeah, okay, I need to, I need to compromise here a little bit. Not compromise in a bad way, but with, with, with reason. That's what that means. Let's go on here. It says, um, full of mercy. Wisdom will show you full of mercy. You'll be full of mercy with people. Going back to that the strict letter of the law, you'll be willing to show mercy. You're willing to show kindness. You'll be willing to do that. That's what real wisdom does willing to show wisdom. It's willing to show mercy. And you know sometimes we like to be right, don't we? I know sometimes I do. I like I like to be right and I'm right. And and wisdom will say, well again, we need to show mercy. In gentleness, you need to show. Even though you may be right, you need to show mercy. What does it say? The scripture says, "Mercy triumphs over what?" Judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's. It. Let's go on here. Um, uh, mercy and good fruits. In other words, you're going to. What's the in, in, in Galatians? Galatians chapter 5 says the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, and what? Self-control. So those are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So what you're doing is you're displaying what? The fruits of the Spirit, aren't you? So um, wisdom from above, wisdom from God will display those things. Unwavering, in other words, you don't, unwavering, you don't give up. Wisdom will say, even though the situation is difficult, even though the situation is hard, even though it may be unbearable sometimes, or maybe really hard sometimes, you're not willing to give up, unwavering. In other words, you're going to pursue it and follow through. Like, I've used this, I've used this saying before, but um, Winston Churchill, he had a lot of good sayings. He was, I don't know if he was a Christian or not, but he had a lot of good sayings, a lot of so-called wise sayings. But one of the things he said when the Germans, the Nazis were dropping bombs over London during World War II, And it seemed like all hope was lost because it was really a point where they could have been really devastated. And one of the things he said was, he says, Never, never, never give up. Right? I never forgot that. That's what, uh, as we look at this, that's what unwavering is. You don't give up. You don't give up on those whom you love, and you don't give up on your <coughs> God. Yeah, is, it, is this life going to be hard? Is this life going to be difficult? Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. It's going to be difficult, hard as heck sometimes. It seems, oh, it seems overbearing sometimes. It's so difficult, but do you give up in those times? Does wisdom say, well, now, um, I'm just going to pack it in and, and, and give up. No, wisdom doesn't do that. Wisdom will say, okay, I'm going to stick this out, I'm going to make some changes I need to make changes with, and I'm going to do what I need to do. But I'm not giving up. I'm wavering. You're not going to move from where you are. In other words, you're not going to move. You're here, but you're trying to be persuaded just to give up and to not give in. But you're gonna, and you're and you're firm in your stance. You're firm, unwavering means you're not moving. That doesn't mean being unreasonable, that means being firm in the stance for God. In other words, what God says and what God wants, you're unwavering. No, I'm not gonna deviate from what God wants. But I'm going to, I'm not giving up on God, I'm not giving up on others. But you're unwavering in your, in your stance saying, okay, I'm gonna do what God calls me to do. I'm gonna follow through what God calls me to do. That's what unwavering means. And it goes on here, we're going to finish up. Without hypocrisy, we're not, we're not hypocritical. We can be hypocritical, I can be hypocritical. We can all be hypocritical, we can. You say one thing and do another, don't we? I'm working on what God's grace I'm working on um, keeping being a man of my word and doing what God says for me to do. If I say yes, I'm going to do something, I'll do it or I follow through. If, if I commit myself to doing something, I'm going to do it. If I can't, I'll explain why I can't. But following through, not being, not not keeping my word, not being hypocritical. That's what real wisdom is. Wisdom says, okay, if I said something or I spoke something, um, I need to do it. If I can't do it, then explain why and, um, and, and, and figure it out. But being a real, true person—saying not saying one thing and doing another—and and none of us, again, none of us are perfect. But truth, truth be told, God is not looking at perfectionism. He wants us to be perfect, but we, again, we won't be perfect until we go home to be in heaven. But what God is looking for here in real wisdom is God is looking for us to endeavor to become more like him, to display those characteristics that are more like him. That's what he looks at. He looks at a heart that's striving to become more like him. That's what sanctification is. is being sanctified, becoming more like Christ, allowing Christ to cleanse and purify our hearts. We are sanctified when we come to Christ. In other words, we're made clean. And we are, it's a a, a theological term called progressive sanctification, which means we are being clean. We are being made holy, more holy. We are being made more righteous. But it comes from a heart that endeavors to allow God to look at our hearts, to purify our hearts, to act in wisdom. We're finishing up here. It says, um, "And the seed whose uh, fruit is righteousness." In other words, if you have right behavior, in other words, the seed that you're planting, in other words, the um, the fruits of the spirit, the fruits, the seeds that you're planting, the people, is righteousness. In other words, um, is right deeds, is the right things of God. In other words, righteous behavior, those that are are, come about uh, by us being born again, and the behaviors that we have as a result of, of being born again in Christ, that we're producing right behaviors. In other words, we are righteous because of Christ, and we're producing righteous behaviors. So if we have fruit, in other words, we're planting fruit, we're planting seeds, um, we're doing those uh, godly deeds uh, and wisdom in of, of, uh, righteousness, in other words, because of, uh, we're doing those right things of God, is sown at peace by those who make peace. So in other words, if the, the result of what God wants us to do when we when we have wisdom is what? God wants us to have peace as a result of whatever we do. Does he want disorder and chaos? No, he wants peace. Does he want division? No, he wants peace. So if, we're, if our hearts are right and our hearts are clean and we're acting and moving on the things of God the way God has shown us, then what's going to happen is is that if we are doing things in, in, in righteously because of us as believers, and it's sown in peace, and then we're planting those peace seeds, then what's going to happen as a result of those seeds? We're going to we're going to reap what? Peace what? Trees. A peace vegetables, a peace fruit in our lives. And then what then what are people going to see in us? What are people going to see in us? People are going to see peace, especially in a world where there's chaos right now, where there's confusion right now, there's disorder, and people are are going at each other, and if we act the way God wants us to act, we act wisely according to what James is saying, we're going to produce fruit in the lives of people, and we're going to produce fruit of what? peace. And that's, and that's what God wants. God wants to have that order, and he wants to have that what? That peace. And when there's peace, there's order, then you can rest, and you can say, oh, Lord, you, you can exhale, and have that peace. You ever felt just like peace? A time where you just sit down and you just, you're at peace. You're at peace with God, and you're at peace with what you've Nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And you want something to relieve anxiety? You want something to relieve anxiety and your fears? You want to have that real peace, that peace that passes understanding? Follow what James is saying here. And you see what God can do in your life, and the fruits that He can bear not only in your life, but in the lives of others, when we act in true wisdom, that it manifests itself from a good heart and our good behavior.